Thanks for joining us on Our Father's House's weekly podcast, A Place to Find God. Each week we bring you a sermon from our Sunday services where you can be uplifted and grow in Jesus on the go. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online by going to ofhorangeburg.com. We'd love to get to know you. Now let's get to this week's message. Come on, let's put our hands together for Jesus. Come on, we can do better than that. Let's open our mouths and, and bless him. He deserves the glory. He deserves the honor. He deserves the praise. I'm sure every one of us, every one of us, if we take not even a minute, maybe half a minute, not even that long probably, to think of something negative going on in our life. We can find something negative going on in our lives. But if we take even less time than that, the fact that we can think of it is something we can bless the Lord for. There's so much we can praise Him for. So let's just take some time and bless the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. God, you deserve the glory. You deserve the praise. It's all about you. And we magnify your name. What an honor and a privilege that you've called us into the kingdom at this time. We thank you because you've chosen us to work for you. chosen us to be your children and we thank you for it. God, and we ask you to continue to move in this earth because we know you're here, Holy Spirit. Have your way. You're welcome to do what you want to do. Change us so that we will be more like Christ. And we thank you for it. Let the word go forth with an anointing that breaks and destroys yokes. And we bless you for it in Jesus name we pray thank God come on let's tell him amen 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 you may be seated in his presence I love the Lord I love you all I really 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 do I praise the Lord for you I pray when I I, anyway I have a message that I need to teach this morning but I bless the Lord for every one of you because when I see you I know you I can look at you and I say oh I know her I know Michelle Michelle just had a birthday Friday and Dale Dale is contemplating when she's going to retire and Joy Joy has Joyce has and I'm just going I'm not calling all y'all but Joyce has a great smile on her face because her husband just came her son just came and we welcomed them so her smile is bigger than ever now bigger than ever because they raised their husband amen we're grateful to the lord for i mean and we go on and on and on and i can because i know you and you all add so much to my life and i bless god for you not just you but many of you online some i know and some i don't but you add to me and i praise god for that amen everybody don't have that testimony that they're in the midst of wonderful people i can keep on going you know i really really can just like Bishop say, we all, you all, and I know uh, Michelle, and she had to go do something yesterday, she and her family, but all the ones who were out there yesterday, I mean, it was just good. Peter, would, he was he and Michelle, they had to go, they had some uh, something pre-planned, so they told us they couldn't come, but we know their hearts were there. You understand? This is what you call family. There's a song long time ago, long time ago, the song, I learned this, it says, going together, and enjoying the trip, getting used to the family we'll spend eternity with. Because we're going to be together forever. Amen. So it's might as well learn to get along down here. And you really be surprised. We all have differences. We think different. We all have our own mindsets. All of us are raised differently. But we have one common thing. All of us have, well, we have a few common things. But one thing that's, that in particular we've all been birthed into the family of God. Amen. So what a blessing. What a blessing. So I bless the Lord. Clap yourself this morning. Amen. The family of God. And there's so many people. Look, I, you all, if I tell you all how many family members I have, you all would be surprised. I mean, I, have, I had 11 siblings, brothers and sisters. So there were 12 of us. Christmas time, we would, there would be at least 100 of us together. At least 100. And then some people have their only child, they only have one child, their mama was the only child, so it's the three of them. Or maybe somebody, and, you know, things like that, that, that way. And I can't even fathom that because I'm accustomed to a very large family. And then imagine the family of God, the family of God that we, what, 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 what did John in Revelation say? There was a number that no man can number. So all of us gonna be one day, we'll be all get to be together we'll all be together around the throne oh bless the lord around the throne of god what a great day oh that's our blessed hope 
That's our blessed hope that we can live. We're living here to live eternally with him. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise the Lord. I bless the Lord. This morning, bless the Lord for Bishop. Better have a, uh, y'all can tell I'm kind of happy this morning. I really am because the Lord is good. The enemy came for me over the last two weeks and then again this week. The enemy came and I thank God for the victory. That word that the Lord has been telling us and teaching us, that he's been telling us and teaching us about our understanding spiritual warfare and understanding who we are in God. It's powerful. Let me tell you something. The word is sure. And the word works. All we have to do is just walk the word. Amen. Amen. But then let me let me get into my lesson because there's so much. I'm just excited about God. I'm excited about Him. I feel good in my body. I'm tired. I'm. Go, I tell my husband when I get home from church today, I'm going to do something. I'm going to sleep and I'm going to sleep. Amen. <laughs> in that order, <laughs> or we can reverse the order. But I'm going to sleep and I'm going to sleep. Praise the Lord. I trust not to be long before you, but I'm going to need some of you all to help me preach this morning. There is there's something that has been on my heart for a while, and I just can't seem to get away from this. And as I was asking the Lord what it was that I'm to, that I was that he he would want me to teach on this morning, and he dropped in my spirit about how precious the gift of Christ is, and that gift of Christ is salvation. The gift of Christ, how precious salvation is and 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 I wonder sometime do we really realize that the gift which is salvation is precious think about your most prized possession it may be something just like one I don't have a lot of things from my mother and by accident I had her I had her mirror her you know hand mirror and by accident my husband missed and knocked it and it broke it I could have gone somewhere but I why it was broken so but it was precious y'all understand what I'm saying or either there, there's there are just some things I have from others who've gone on that we won't that are not with us to me they're precious I've got some other things from my mother you understand what I'm saying but I'm just saying things like that is pre he felt bad about it he felt very bad he said well, Carmen, I can replace the glasses and no it's okay you understand there's no need of me getting you don't get all you know things things you don't get all over because of things but there are things we all have that are precious it could be a memory, it could be whatever, whatever it may be, but things that we hold dear. But to something precious, the word precious itself, it could be of an object, a substance, or resource of great value. It may not necessarily be monetary value, but it could have emotional value. It's something that is precious. It's not to be wasted or treated carelessly. Why? Because it's precious John 316 we know that scripture we can all quote it together come on let's quote it for God so loved the world let me hear you that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life God gave us Jesus so that we could have everlasting life. The gift of salvation is precious. In Ephesians, the second chapter, we're going, to do, we're going to walk the word some here today. In Ephesians, the second chapter, it says this, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Salvation is the gift of God. Now, there's one place in the word, where we, I know in Genesis where he said, and God made this, and he said, that's good. 
Then there's another scripture that says all good and perfect gifts come from above. Salvation is good and salvation is perfect and it comes from God. But it is a gift. Our salvation was unearned. We didn't deserve it. We couldn't pay for it. We couldn't even be the one who paid the price for salvation. Jesus paid a mighty price for our salvation. Welcome for our salvation. I want you to see that. In and of myself, if we all think about everything he went through, we know we couldn't have done it. He couldn't have done, he, he, we couldn't have done what it is that Jesus did. He was empowered on the inside with the Holy Spirit. He was empowered with the Holy Spirit and by the Holy Spirit. And he even said, if it's any other way. Let this cup pass. Thank God. It didn't. Because had it not been for the route. That God allowed him to. Oh God I love you this morning. Had it not been for the route. That God allowed his life to go. We wouldn't have the example. Of how we can be holy. The, the, the plan of salvation. Would not have been. Bought. Because it was already before the foundation of the world decided and declared by what's called the determinant council, the Father, the Word, and the Spirit in heaven, that that was the route whereby Jesus, whereby salvation would be, would be, would be possible. I want us to look at this. We couldn't buy it. We couldn't earn it. We couldn't. We didn't deserve it. We didn't deserve it. And the price was too high for any one of us to pay. Thank you, Peter. First Peter 1 and 17 says this. <clears throat> for as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things. What are corruptible things? Things that can perish. Can perish. Mm -hmm. yes. Things that can waste away. We weren't redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold. Silver and gold is precious to us. But it wasn't good enough to redeem us. It wasn't good enough to pay for our salvation. From your, from your vain conversation, ah, let me go back. For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by traditions from your fathers, but... With the bl precious yes. blood of yes. Christ. Yes. Yes. As of a lamb. Oh, mm. As of a lamb without blemish yes. and without spot. We were redeemed mm -hmm. by the precious blood of Christ. The gift is precious. Yeah. Yeah. Peter, is here, Peter here is telling us. That we weren't redeemed by things, by precious metals and things that we thought were important. Mm -hmm. We were redeemed or set free from the captivity of sin through something much more precious. Yes. All right. More precious. And that was through the blood of Jesus Christ. There was a lot that Jesus gave up for us. There was a lot. He left heaven. Jesus left heaven. We're trying to get there. He knew what... God, help me here. He knew what heaven was like. He knew the peace. He knew the joy. He also knew that Satan was the prince of the power of the air. 
And he also knew that Satan was the, 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 the one in power, the prince of this world, the prince of darkness. He knew that. He knew he was leaving peace and joy to come down to a place of darkness. How many of us would willingly want to do that? To walk around in darkness. And you the only light down here. He was the only light. There was not another saved soul on the world when Jesus was born but Jesus. So he had to come down. And then he had to grab people out of darkness. Teach them what the light was first of all. Go against the status quo. Uh, against even the religious leaders of that day against quote unquote the church uh -huh. everybody else in the world was in darkness mm -hmm. but here he has to live be talked about persecuted and then die for the ones be killed rather by the ones who were in darkness that he was trying to save yeah. the gift is precious there was a lot that he gave up. And then therefore we can understand why we are called to be holy. But we can't just be holy just because we're holy. The gift of Christ, salvation, empowers us to be holy. Mm. Let me, I'm going to get ahead of myself here. We treat something more precious then uh, we treat some things more precious than other things that are just a limitation of it. For example, if I had, hint, hint, a, 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 a pair of, let's say, three carat diamond studs, hint, hint, and <laughs> that's a ha ha, um, then I would treat them differently than I would treat three carat glass studs that look like diamonds. Are we understanding? Why? Because there's value placed on the studs. Are we on the diamonds? I would treat a 14, a solid 14 carat gold watch differently or solid gold necklace differently than I would treat a plate a plate gold plate plated gold plated necklace. I would the, the, the gold plated necklace I would hang up where I hang my necklaces. The solid gold necklace that looked like this one wouldn't get hung up there, it would probably go in the safe. Are you understanding? To be taken out only in the times when I needed to wear it. The diamond earrings would go in the safe, or in a safe, to be taken out when I was ready to wear them. Why? Because I deemed them as more precious. Are we understanding? I need to go on. A lot of times, praise the Lord, we take things for granted. I want to show that I read something. This, I read something that this man in, in Watchman Nee, he said this in one of his articles, in something he had written. He said this, once there was a child who loved his mother very much. He wanted to buy some flowers for her to make her happy. But he only had two coins in his pocket. He saw a beautiful garden. And he went in thinking that he could buy some of the flowers. Two little coins. A gentleman was there and the child told him why he had come. The man just picked a bunch of flowers and gave them to him. Then the boy said, I cannot take them for free. The man responded, my flowers are always given away. If you want them, I will give them to you. Are you all following me? Who was that man? He was the Prince of Wales. The garden was a royal garden. 
The things of the royal family are never for sale. If he gives you something, you only have to receive it. That's how free salvation is. His two coins couldn't buy it. His two coins couldn't buy, even though he needed, he would love, would have loved to have the flowers. He couldn't purchase the flowers with his two little coins. I want to go somewhere here. I need to go somewhere. But doesn't this sound just like us? We needed to be free. We were bound up. We were bound, captured in sin. Captured in sin. But we wanted to do better. Remember Paul said in Romans 7, he said, when I would do good, sin was always, evil was always present. That's where we were. We wanted to do better. Some of us had to can't help it. Things we did, we, if we don't even talk about it. We thank God for grace. We thank God for salvation. Because things we used to do, we thank God. And our testimony now is, I don't do it no more. Thank God for salvation. But I want to share some. I know y'all were looking at me when I brought this up here. But I want to show y'all something here. Let me, let me come down. I should have brought this. I'm going to come back up. Now let me come down. I want to show you something here. Mm. I'm going to need some help. Peter, would you help me again today? You know. <laughs> um, let me see. Andrew, now you have to leave. Bishop, would you help me? Jimmy, can you, can you come, Jimmy? Can you come? All right, I want to show you something. I want to show you something. We were bound up. I'm going to use this in a moment. Let me just leave this here for a minute. But we were bound up. And I want to, I want to show you this. Thank you so much. I want to show you this. Before salvation... All of us, all of us, wrap your arms around, just tie him up, tie his hands up, Jimmy. Just tie him up, just bind him up. Bind, that's, I'm going to get you later, baby. That's okay, I'm going to get you later. We were bound. Satan had us captured. When I would do good, he hold him. When I want to do something better, this is Paul saying this. When I want to do something better, evil is always present. He's always, I'm not going to call you evil, but you, <laughs> evil is always present. You wonder sometimes why when I want to get up and go to church, something always comes. Because he's not going to just let us go. He didn't just let us go. Those who were saved, this captivity had to be broken. We're captured. When Adam gave over the, the, the dominion of the world to Satan, he captured us. And sin has been passed down from generation to generation. So now look at this. We're captured. We're born in sin and shaping in iniquity. Look at the captivity. Even though walk around, walk around. But we're still captured. Smile. Oh, you can't see him. He's smiling. See, look at him smile. See? <laughs> but he's still captured. Come to church. Thank you, Peter, for, for letting me use your example. He comes to church. We can sing. We can preach. We can testify. We can do all of that. We can work in the church. We can prophesy. Do all of that. But if we're not saved, if we haven't been born again, we're what? Still in captivity. That's important for us to see. I want us to see that. Okay, thank you guys. I want us to see that. Let's go on. Probably going to call you back in a few. I want us to see that. But then what happened, we call on Jesus. We believe on the Lord. We ask him to save us. And that's when that captivity is broken. When Jesus comes into our lives, now we're set free from the bondage of sin. You wonder, 
It used to bother me that some people do certain things. But I've come to this conclusion, sinner sin. We can't be surprised when sinners sin. That is what they do. Holy, if sinners sin, holy people are supposed to live holy. The problem sometimes is, sinners sin, and people who are supposed to be holy sin. But see now, oh goodness, y'all sit close up here, because I'm going to need y'all. Just sit a little closer, Jimmy. Sit over here, Jimmy. And Peter, come sit over here. The problem is, they sin now by choice. See, because come back here, come back here again, both of you. Come back again. Time up again. Time up again. Thank you. But now, Bishop, I want to show them this. At salvation, at salvation, you come and he kicks out Satan. So he's no longer captive. He's no longer captive. He's over there. Sit over on the front row over there, Jimmy, if you don't mind. He's no longer captive. So now he has someone greater on the inside. Are we understanding that? I need us to see this. So now, when Peter goes to sin, he's no longer captive. He sins now because he chooses to sin. Because he has a greater one on the inside. Can we see that? He's not captive by Satan anymore. He has the power on the inside to live holy. It would not have been fair for God to tell us to be holy and for us to live holy if he didn't give us the power to do so. So now he has given us the power to be holy. The one who had him captured is gone. Now, when I'm going to say this again because I need us to see this. When Peter sinned, I'm just saying Peter. When Stacy sinned, Ophelia, when I sin, I do it not because I'm captive, but I'd have to do it by choice. I choose to override the power that's on the inside of me. And then we choose to sin. Which means then we have this precious gift. The word tells us we have a treasure in, I'm all ahead of myself. We have a treasure in earth and vessel. The treasure is precious. But we override the treasure that's on the inside to choose to walk as though we're still captive. Are we understanding? Hallelujah. Y'all made me see that for a minute. Salvation was a free gift. We couldn't buy it. We couldn't buy it. We couldn't. We weren't good enough. I couldn't act good enough. I couldn't do enough good things. In order for me to get salvation. But it is the free gift of God. I want us to go to Ephesians, the first chapter. How much time do I have? Ephesians, the first chapter, the third verse. I'm going to go through this quickly. Lord, help me. All right. Ephesians 1 and 3. It says this. 3, I'm going to go on through. Blessed be the Lord God and Father. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. In heavenly places in Christ. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. That we should be what? Holy and without blame before him in love. Having predestined us to, the, to, the, to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself. According to the good pleasure of his will. To the praise of the glory of his grace by which he has made us accepted in the beloved. When we accepted Jesus Christ, it wasn't just, I got saved and I started doing this and I started speaking. And uh -uh, that's not what happened. That's not all that happened. A whole lot more than that happened than that. Look at what the Ephesians tells us. Go back to Ephesians 1 and 3. It says... He blessed us with every 
spiritual blessing. With this precious gift came every spiritual blessing. Everything that God is came with the gift. Everything that he is is in us. In us now dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily. So if the whole Godhead is in us and we sin, you know we sinning because we choose to, right? It's, I'm talking about the whole Godhead. That's what the word says. In him, in Christ, dwell the fullness of the whole the Godhead body. Now that same Christ is living in us. So if I sin, bless you. If I sin, I sin by choice. Okay? Not only that, he's blessed us with every, all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. But then it also says here, he chose us. He chose us. He chose us in him. Even before the whole world was formed, he chose you. Look how good God is to us. He knows us by name. You know how many billions of people in the world? But he knows us and he chose us. A whole lot of folks have died without ever having, without having accepted Christ as Savior. They had opportunities somewhere along the line, but they didn't accept him. He predestined us to the adoption of sons. He adopted us. We're his children. We're his children. And he made us accepted in the beloved. He made us to be accepted among the people of God. Some of us, the world used to say, we're nobody. They, 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 we didn't get invited to the party. Because they know we were going to show out when we got there. But he changed us. He transformed our lives. And they look at us now and say, wow, I can remember when. But we know the things we used to do, we don't do no more. Amen? Amen. Amen. Romans, the 14th chapter, and I need to hurry here. And 17th verse tells us that, it's the, that the kingdom of God is righteous righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. yeah. This is something else that we get with this precious gift. We get righteousness. We get joy. We get peace mm -hmm. in the Holy Ghost. And it also, we, in something else we get, we're now seated in heavenly places with the Father. We have access. We can come boldly to the throne of grace. I remember, Jimmy, I, I know you could probably, you remember also I'm sure you probably remember one. They had it on the news years ago when when John F. Kennedy and there was a picture when John F. Kennedy was president. John John little John young John Jr. He he wanted to go see his dad. His daddy was strongest, the uh, most powerful man in the whole world, president of the United States. But his son wanted to go see him, so he opened the Oval Office and went in because he wanted to talk to his daddy. Did they rebuke him? Did they? Sh he he got him and talked to him, put him up on his lap, talked to him, said nobody's business. But that's the kind of access we have with God. We don't hold this gift precious. I don't even think sometimes we realize what we really have. I wonder. I shouldn't say. I don't think. I should say. I wonder. Do we really understand how precious? this gift that we have. Mm. Oh, bless the Lord. I'm not, oh, I need to hurry along here. First Peter, let me go here and then I'm going to go back. Go back to First Peter 1, 15 and 16. It says this, but as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation because it's written, be ye holy for I am holy. As I said earlier, he's given us everything we need to be holy. He didn't just say be holy. And you had to do it on your own. That's just like a teacher. And there's several of you are educators here. This, most of y'all in here are educators. How, how many of you would tell your students, just give them a test? Without, let's say you'd give them calculus and they're in third grade. And say, now do it. Or even how many of you would give them third grade math or third, I mean, division? How many of you would give them division and you've never even taught the lesson? 
that wouldn't be right. And then you, then you get him for failing. That's not how God operates. What he does, he, will, he has given us everything we need in order to be holy. But I'm concerned. The thing that's been concerning me is that some of us don't hold the gift of salvation as precious. It's precious. We keep acting as though we're still in the captivity of the devil. Let me go here. Let me, let me go someplace else here rather than go there. Hallelujah, Jesus. I want us to see this. We know the story or the account of the prodigal son. We know the prodigal son was Jewish. I, I, Y'all could probably tell me the story better than I can tell it. But we know how he asked his father for everything. That he asked him for what was due him. And daddy wasn't even dead yet. Give me what's due me. And tradition had it, like there were two sons there, tradition in Jewish church, I mean Jewish families back then, there were two sons. The oldest got two-thirds of what the father, you know, of the inheritance, and the younger only got a third. So give me what's due me. Give me my one-third. And so the father gave both of the sons their inheritance. And we know how he went off in Luke 15 and 14. He went off and spent. And then he went off in a foreign country, spent everything. He spent it all. He lived a fast life. He lived a good life. He did all of that. And he went and joined himself to a citizen. And that citizen, but after he had spent all, he joined himself to a citizen. And that citizen, what he did, he sent him out to feed the swine. That's important. Jews have nothing to do with pigs and hogs. Nothing. That is one of the lowest things that could have happened. But he was off course. He was still a son. His father was still who his father was. But he was out there, and, and it got so bad. Verse 16 tells us, that's okay, you don't have to put it up there. Verse 16 tells us that he was so hungry that he even wanted to eat the stuff that the hogs were eating. And then it says, and then it was so bad then, it says nobody even gave him any. So what I would think from there, he said nobody gave him any, gave unto him. If they had given it, would he have eaten hog, what they used to call hog slop? Would, would he have eaten it? That's how, but he was a son. He was still born, he, he, he was still his father's child. He was his father's child. But... This is what he had gotten to. As I looked at that, I said this, I said, now, any of us who do not fellowship with the Lord and maintain our fellowship and decide to go do it on our own, there's no end. There's no, we have no control over it. What we will or will not do. Don't say what you won't do. I'm talking about since you got saved. How many of us have done some things since we've been saved? I'm not asking for hands. Since we've been saved that we didn't ever think we would do. We were still, we were still born of God. We were still born of the Lord. But we were not fellowshipping with God. Are we understanding? Lose your fellowship, you lose your way. Lose your fellowship, you lose your way. I want to do this. Um, Bishop, Peter, come back if you don't mind. I want to show you something. I don't have a lot of time. 
Go to John, the second chapter. Bishop, give me that towel, please. And the first verse. Would you put that on the screen for me? Thank you, Jesus. John, the fifth, the second chapter. First John. It's first John. It says, my little children. I believe that's it. I write these things unto you that you sin not. First John. It's first John. Okay, thank you. My little children, these things write I unto you that you sin not, that you don't sin. John writing to church. He's writing to the church. He's not writing to the world. The Bible is written to the church, church folks. It's the New Testament, most of it. My little children, these things write I unto you that you sin not. You see what's there? As you all say in Jamaica, full stop. <laughs> period. Right? We say period. You say full stop. Which means, let's stop right there for a minute. That's the end of that sentence. That's the end of that. I'm writing those, these things unto you that you sin not. In other words, don't sin. Don't sin. And how can he write that? Because, go back here. Come back to me real quick, please. We have been set free from the pop, bind him up again, from the captivity of sin. We've been set free from that. So John can legitimately write, children, don't sin. I'm writing that you just don't sin. Because what happened, get Jimmy out. And now, you got to go. And now, He's free in Christ. If any man be in Christ Jesus, he's a what? A new creature. All things are passed away and now all things are become new. But John is writing. Don't sin. He's writing to new creatures. He's writing to people who've been born again. And then he goes on to say this. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father. Jesus Christ the righteous. He's making intercession for us. An advocate is like a lawyer. Thank God for lawyers. For that lawyer. <laughs> Thank God for lawyers. I was going to be a lawyer. He, he's making intercession for us. Okay? But the problem with us is this. Come back, Jimmy, for a minute. Just stand right here. The problem with us, we don't dwell on the first part of that scripture. We dwell... My little children, these things write unto you that you don't sin. We dwell on the advocate part. Thank God for the advocate. But we, this is what we do. Let me show you. And yes, I believe in the grace of God. Thank God for grace. Thank God for mercy. Where would I be if it wasn't for the grace of God? But rather than... Fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit that's on the inside of us. Rather than accessing the power through the word and getting into the word. And, and, and finding myself in the word and, and giving myself over to the Lord. And seeking how, seeking to please him and hearing what it is he wants to do. And letting my life, which is hidden hidden with Christ in God, letting the light of his glorious countenance that's on the inside of me shine out. Remember we've been learning about letting our light shine and not letting our light be dim. Rather than us doing that, Peter, hold on to him. Come on over here. We let him we act as though he 
he's still there. And then what do we do? Get the grace towel. Clean ourselves off. We clean ourselves off with the grace towel. Okay? And now we say, we, we, we clean now. He forgave me. Yes, he did. Thank God. And thank God for forgiveness. I'm not trying to say I don't mess up because I have. I'm not never say I'm, I'm, I don't ever, I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is, you go on something, and then you see something else you want. Then what do we do? Come on, Peter. Come on, go on over here again. Satisfy flesh. And after we satisfy flesh, Lord, forgive me. We get out the grace towel again. Are we understanding? Yes. Which means we're using this as a crutch. This is a crutch. As opposed to walking in the power that's on the inside. We're using this, the grace towel. Forgiveness. I was talking to a preacher one time. How much time? I was talking to this preacher and he told me something. He said, he believed, he, he was serious too, that if he had gone out, well he had, but if he had gone out and committed adultery, he was going to be okay. It was all right. He said, because God, God will forgive me. He said, God wouldn't send me to hell because I've already accepted him as Christ. I said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me ask you something. I said, are you telling me? See, because he was accustomed to this. Yes. Praise the Lord. Y'all understand mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Amen. Yes. He was accustomed to this. Mm -hmm. Hold it on there. He was accustomed to that. So he said, no. See, no, uh-uh, it's okay. Because God will forgive me. I said, so let me ask you something. You out there doing what you're doing with this man's wife right here. And the man come home. You in the mix, in the act. And he comes home and shoots you dead. Where you going? He said, oh, uh, uh. I said, so when you get me, because his, he banking on mm -hmm. forgiveness. He's banking on the grace cloth. But now, I said, he shoot you. Where you going? Where you going? He, he, he kind of, um, um, um. You understand what I'm saying? Because this, but this is what we bank on. And, and it's not just with what we call big sin. We harbor stuff in our heart. Are we understanding? We hold things in our heart against people for years. I'm talking church folks. Sinners are supposed to sin. They need to stop sinning and accept Jesus as the Lord and Savior because the gift is precious. And life is so much better with the Lord. But those of us, shall we continue in sin? Put that scripture up there for me. That grace may abound. God forbid. God forbid. In Romans the sixth chapter. God forbid. Shall we continue in sin? Thank you. Go back up to, to one please. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Shall we continue doing this? Now come back. And then next weekend, go back. Go back again. Now come back out. Come back again. Go back again. Mm -hmm. This is what we do. Yes. This, and then I'm not even talking about you going over, over Susie's house. I'm talking about you getting upset with people too. You hold it, you're getting up, and may I? I don't know nothing about y'all. Not much. Get upset with Michelle. 
Y'all don't talk for two or three days. Come back. Sorry about that. <laughs> okay. Y'all see what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all, you, you, somebody on your job make you mad. Boom. Oop, I slipped and cussed. Oop. I don't know, I don't know nothing about you now. I'm just, I'm just using you. But we still got this treasure. We still have the treasure. So, somebody, don't call your name. What you do? See, because man looks at the outward appearance. God does what? Looks at the heart. But yet, we're banking on the grace towel that's going to clean us up and wash us. How many of us live there? Because we can say, Lord, forgive me. See, it, just because I say, Lord, forgive me, does not mean that I'm really repenting. Because if I'm saying, Lord, forgive me, and not want to change in my heart, that is just words. But the true repentance means I'm going in this direction. And when I repent, it's not a 360 because this is a 360. That's not, a, that's not it. True repentance is I'm going in this direction. Now I'm going in this direction. I'm going to change. We forget about the precious gift of God with salvation and you know we think that we just live in our life I'm just living my life and I you know I just make my decision no we're living to live forever with the Lord we're living to live forever I'm not saying there is never a place for this because if, if, if it wasn't so John wouldn't have written it but it cannot be used as a lifestyle as a lifestyle. God wants us to be holy. holy. Don't frustrate. Thank you. The grace of God. And this is time for all of us. You, me, Bishop, all of us. Let's make sure we're walking holy. And you know why? Because he's called us. Thank you. <coughs> thank you. He's called us for purpose. He's called us for purpose. God has called us for purpose. It's dark out here, y'all. It's dark out there. It's dark out there. And it's getting darker. Just like when Jesus was here, he was the only one who had the Holy Ghost. But now who who was born of God, I guess I should say it that way. Who was He was the only one who was born of God. But look at that. Look in here. Just, this was just a, we were the only ones. There's still more than was working with Jesus. And then when the disciples, when they gave their heart to the Lord, and, and that 120 went up in that upper room, those folks changed the whole known world. But they opted and they chose to let the Christ that's on the inside of them shine through. They were willing to lay aside every weight. And the sin that does so easily. Go back here. Because we, this right here, this right here, this grace towel, it so easily besets us because we go over here quick because we know we got the grace towel. We clean ourselves off and come back because I'm still wearing the grace towel. But if it, something else bothers me, rather than us dealing with the root of the matter, and some of the roots of the matter is our own character. It's not the other person all the time. It's us. It's us. We need to go and stretch ourselves out before the Lord and say, God, show me me. It's not Bishop. I got to deal with me. 
See, because if I deal with me, I can, I can bear if there is something here. But this is what we're banking on. Right here. We're banking on this right here. It is time for us. We're not abandoning grace. I'm not, because there is a, John wrote, if we sin. He didn't say when we sin. The sin is not supposed to be the norm. If we sin. We have an advocate with the Father. And that's when he brings the grace child. The grace child. We don't carry it ourselves all the time, just waiting. Let me use this all. Let me. No, it don't work like that. That's not how this thing's supposed to go. I bless the Lord. I bless the Lord. And look at what all we're losing out, leaving out, losing with. So much. So much. The Bible spoke of Jesus in Isaiah, eleventh chapter. And it said how he would have the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of counsel, might, and the knowledge, spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. That spirit was upon Jesus. And then in the, over in the New Testament, it said that spirit would be upon him and it would remain. But that same spirit, that same Jesus is in us. So in us dwells wisdom counsel, knowledge, understanding, the fear of the Lord. So we should be able to operate in those things. That's some of the other things that we're forfeiting because we're not counting the gift of Christ as precious. Are we understanding this morning? God is calling. And, and let me tell you, I dare say every one of us here, every, every single one of us, has a call on our life to do something in the kingdom. Whether you save or not, every one of us. If it's no more than to reach one person, you don't know who that one person gonna end up reaching. You don't know. And you may be the only one who has access to them. We take the things of God so loosely and so willy-nilly, just, no, no. Yeah, we got to pull our, our socks up. Got to pull them up. Let's stand on our feet. I'm finished. We've got to, we've got to hold the gift of Christ. It's precious. When I wake up in the morning, I don't want to just, I shouldn't, I don't want to just wake up. Oh, let me see what I'm doing today. When oh, no, I got to go to work. Oh, let me hurry. Da, da, da. And I'm not saying, and I say, I'm not saying this. Oh, by Shikiridisa. I'm not saying this from the standpoint of religion. That, oh, I got to pray from 9 to 9.30 and I got to be in the Word from 9.30 to... No, I'm not trying to say that. I'm saying include Him at, in your day. Talk to Him. What is it that you want me to do today? When, who am I supposed to share the light of God with today? Who am I supposed to tell about you today and when you put that person before me let the spirit of wisdom and counsel understanding let it go forth so that you can use me let me let my light shine you in here I know you're in here because I know you changed me when you came in me I'm not the same as I used to be holy God I love you so help me not to frustrate the grace of God. I want to be holy, y'all. I want to be holy. I, I want to be holy. If I'm wrong, if I wrong you, I want to be able to say, hey, I'm sorry. Quickly. Quickly. And then if you wrong me, I want to be, whether you apologize or not, I want to be able to accept not hold it in my heart because when we hold on to stuff we're lighting, allowing our light to become dim we're frustrating the great God help me here this morning I can go on but that thing has been with me 
that grace towel, when I saw that, when he spoke that thing to me, we tried to clean off, keep going back, cleaning off with the same towel. But that's not God's way. He wants us to be holy. The gift is precious. Come on, let's lift our hands. Search me, O oh Lord, and know me. If there's anyone here who doesn't know the Lord as Lord and Savior, you can either come to the altar and we'll pray with you, or just lift your hands right where you are. And just ask him to forgive you. Come into my heart. Come into my soul. Change me. Change me. Holy God, we love you today. We love you. We love you, God. Thank you for loving us in spite of us. God, you've brought us to this place, this time. You're teaching us who we are. You're showing us your favor. You're showing us your love. Thank you for your grace, God. And Lord, if and when, or if ever, whenever, we've taken your grace for granted and we've frustrated the grace of God, we pray, God, that you'd forgive us. Forgive me, Lord. Come on, talk to him right where you are. Because God, you've called me. You've called me to work for you. You've called me to work for my soul. I want to work for you, Lord. I'm not too old. And I'm not too young. So God, I pray that you would help me. And Lord, I know that you're in me. I know I'm not the same as I used to be. Trials, God, sometimes are hard. So I pray, God, that same might that was in Christ, that I would be strengthened with might in the inner man, that I'd be able to walk the walk, that I would be able to endure hardness as a good soldier, that I will be able to experience the love, joy, righteousness, joy, and peace that is the kingdom. Help us this morning, Father. Help us. We love you. We bless you. God, continue to show me me. Let me see me like you see me. Not my own ways. But Lord, let me see any darkness in me. And change me from the inside out I thank you for it because God you've committed souls to my hands to win I want to be a soul winner I want to help to change lives you saved me you didn't take me but you left me here so I can show others your goodness and we thank you for it this morning in the name of Jesus Christ I pray Come on, tell the Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus. Come on, let's bless him, bless him, bless him, bless him, bless him. Hallelujah, Jesus. We bless you for the change, God. Thank you for what you're doing in our hearts. The gift is precious. It's precious. And you know something I would like? Because I interact with most of you all. You may be seated. Something I would like. If ever you see me not walking holy, don't leave me there. Hold, if we need to make, get someone, a, get an accountability partner, get yourself an accountability partner. Somebody who you would trust to be able to tell you. Come on, you may want to watch that right there. Bishop and I do that to each other. We do that. And I'm so grateful for it. Because I want to see him make it. I want to make it to heaven that he left here. I want to be holy. I want him. He want to be holy. So if I see well, he may be walking, walking off and then I'm going to tell him. And he tells me if he sees me. That's what we have to do. Because I've got to love you. You've got to love me enough that we both make it. Amen. Amen. And where better to start than in my home. 
Amen. God is good. We bless the Lord for every one of you. Bless the Lord. Let's hold the gift as precious. We have this treasure. We have a treasure. You know those things, the diamonds and the, the solid gold, thick solid gold necklaces and things, the things that you put up to hide. Some folks hide things in sugar jars and all this because it's precious to them. And we've got to guard, guard our lives, guard the gift that's on the inside of us so that we don't frustrate the gift of God, the grace of God. Come on, let's bless the Lord. God is good. We know that you were blessed by today's message. We have to not only be listeners of the word of God, but also doers. To find out what your next steps may be, simply go to ofhorangeburg.com forward slash next. Come again next week where we will make sure you have a place to find God.